You are now listening to the Online Course Podcast, the place where online course creators come to learn how to sell more of their online courses. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Okay, what's happening, people? Jono here from the Course Creator Community. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I want to try something a little bit different for this episode. Um, long story short, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know, it's usually me interviewing other guests, right? Now, and I love it. I love talking to other people. What I thought would be cool as well, because I'm, I'm also a guest on a lot of other platforms, right? So I thought I'd start sharing some, some episodes where I've been a guest on other people's podcasts. So uh, the episode you're going to hear up next, it's not me interviewing someone else. It's a friend of mine, Jeremy, who's got a podcast that the, um, the course Igniter podcast. I recommend checking that out. Um, it's him interviewing me. So I just thought it would be a bit of fun for something different. So enjoy. In today's episode, we have Jono Petrohilis with us, and he is going to talk about his best online course strategies for maximum success. You will also get to hear how he was able to bootstrap his online business for fitness boot camps, why upskilling your abilities will give you an edge over the competition and his methods for attracting the right audience while getting paid at the same time. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the Online Course Igniter podcast, where you'll hear from successful course creators and how they were able to turn their passion into a thriving online business empire. Hey, everyone. Thanks for checking out the podcast today. We have Jono Petrohilos from fitness education online, and also his course creator community, uh, who is an awesome person. I am in his group. I've been for some time now, and he just provides so much value to his community that I've personally have taken a lot of golden nuggets um, just watching what he does in his group and implementing some of those strategies in my group. Um, and I'm just, it's a pleasure to have you today. How are you doing? I'm awesome. Pleasure to be here, Jeremy. I'm uh, in your group as well. I listen to your podcast, so uh, it's an honor to be a guest. Yeah, we are very blessed in the fact that the online course community is a, a really good community, I feel like. I feel like everyone strives to help one another out, and uh, it's great to hear how other course creators are doing it out there. So yeah, it's uh, I can't wait to dive in and hear what you have to say. Yes, let's so, do it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so for anyone who ha doesn't know who you are or isn't familiar with your business or brand, why don't you just give us a little bit of history about what you were doing before you got into online business and online courses? And then how did you make that transition into creating an online course? Yes, love that question because it, it allows me to talk about my favorite topic in the world, uh, myself. So I guess where <laughs> I started <laughs> where I started originally, I was a fitness trainer, like a face-to-face -face fitness trainer, not an online guru or supermodel or anything. Uh, I was running a, a fitness boot camp. And to cut a long story short, I actually sucked at it. I was at this franchise, Jeremy. There were 75 different boot camp locations all across Australia and New Zealand. Uh, and you were ranked on how good you were, you know, how many of your clients came back, how good your attention was essentially. If you were the best in the franchise, you were ranked number one. If you were the worst, you were ranked 75. Now, take a guess, Jeremy, when I started off, what do you think I was ranked out of 75? 72 and a half. <laughs> I wish. You're so kind. I was 75. I was dead last, right? <laughs> And and it's not like these were they're like I knew the trainer that was coming seventy fourth. He was not a good trainer. The fact right. that he was beating me sort of hit hit um, wasn't good. And I'm competitive as well. You know, I come second at something, I'm upset. I come third mm -hmm. at something, I'm, I'm borderline depression. I came seventy fifth, and I was like, man, this this isn't good. And I had to um at the end of the year we had to go to this uh, convention where all different seventy five trainers. I you know, would go and we'd talk about strategies and upskill and whatnot. And I, I didn't want to go because I'm like, man, I don't want to go. You know, I'm, I'm dead last. I'm coming 75th. Everyone there is going to be so much fitter and stronger and better looking and taller and athletes. And it's probably going to be some gold medalists there and some supermodels. You know, I don't want to go to this place. Um, but I, I sucked up the courage and, and went. And it's the best thing that, that I ever did because what I learned there was, was amazing. Um, but also it just shows a, a level of growth. Like 
if anyone's listening to this now, or not sorry, like if anyone's listening to this, this story now, and they'll, or I guess if I could go back in time, or if you said that to me now, hey, Jono, you've got the opportunity to go into this room where there's 75 people better than you, I would rush to get in that room. I would pay thousands of dollars to get in that room because it's like, you know what? Here's all these people that know stuff that I don't know. Let me know this freaking stuff. Let me pay to know this stuff so I don't suck. But back then, obviously, my mindset wasn't great. And no wonder I was coming 75th, right? I was scared to be around people better than me. Um, but anyway, I mustered up the courage and I went because I thought, well, if I go, yeah, maybe I'll look like an idiot and I'll get fired. But if I don't go, I'll definitely get fired. So anyway, went to this uh, this convention and yada, yada, yada. I had a meeting with the the franchise owner and they were like, Jono, what's going on? You know, you're, you're coming 75th. And I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's not my fault. You know, it's the um, the competition. There's so much competition out there. You know, every there's 24 hour gyms. There's you know there's a boot camp on every corner. Every second person's a fitness influencer. Yada yada yada. Um, also, the the marketing. You know, what what sort of marketing are you guys doing for me? You don't get me any leads. The leads that you do get me <laughs> suck. Um, and the weather. You know, I'm here in Sydney. It's not the Gold Coast where you know it's beautiful weather every single day. It rains in Sydney. It's it's windy. Yada yada yada. Um, the franchise owner was like, all right, Jono, I got some good news. And I got some bad news. The bad news is as a boot camp instructor, you're coming 75th, right? You suck. You know, here's a pie chart showing where you are compared to everyone else. You're dead last. Uh, but the good news is you can do something about it because at the moment you're sitting there blaming everybody else but yourself. Hey, maybe it's not the competition's fault that you suck. Maybe it's your fault that you haven't done enough to be better than the competition. What courses have you done? What workshops have you attended? What conventions have you been to? What coaches have you hired? And I'm like, uh, don't I just have to train people? And they're like, uh, they're like, also the, the marketing, you're blaming us for the marketing. Well, is it our marketing or is it that you suck at sales? You know, what sales coaching have you done? What business coaching have you done? What sales books have you read? And I was like, oh, I've got to do this stuff too. And they're like, and also if our marketing's so bad, why don't you just go and do your own freaking marketing? And I'm like, oh, yeah, good point. And they're like, also, the weather, Jono, you can hire out a school hall for 20 bucks or a church hall for 20 bucks, and that will save all of your weather dramas. You can solve your biggest problem for 20 bucks, but you're too busy blaming here, every, uh, sitting here blaming everybody else but yourself, the one person that can actually do something about it. And I was like, oof, <laughs> good point. And they were like, look, you know, you're not a bad guy. You're just, you know, you're not accepting responsibility. What we want you to do for this next year is take 100% responsibility. You know, if you suck at something, don't blame someone else. Go out and freaking do something about it. Learn that skill. And I was yeah. like, okay, you know, it sort of makes sense. Um, and then that year, I just, I just dedicated myself to learning everything to do with running a successful boot camp. It started off, I think I, I did, I was like, well, what am I going to do? And then I, I remember there was this website called Google you know, which, which you can find any information you want on there, you know? <laughs> so, you know, went on Google, looked at a few different blogs, uh, went on YouTube, you know, watched a few different uh, videos and, you know, did some sort of, um, some of my own stuff to, to start with. And that was okay. I picked up a, a trick or two. Uh, but then from there, I was like, uh, I think I was watching a YouTube video. And then the guy was also a, a business coach. You know, I was enter your details. We'll give you a free call or yada, 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 you know, um, entered my details in there, you know, bought the business coaching and, you know, got a lot out of it. And then I, I, for that long story short, I just did everything that year. I attended courses, workshops, coaching, blogs, YouTube videos, just immersed myself with, with learning. All right. Went back to this same convention 12 months later. Now take a guess what I was ranked, Jeremy. Number one. Yes, number one. Yeah, really? For a, yeah, 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 yeah. Number one. <laughs> nice, it's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's sort of, and there's a few things, right? It's like that taught me a few big lessons there. Number one, just take responsibility, you know, for, for your life and look what can happen. But number two, it showed me like the power of, of education. It's like, hold on, if you don't know something, just freaking do a course in that thing and then um, you're going to get better at it. And for me, it was, it was uh, very linear. Because it was like, all right, you know, if I go and spend 300 bucks on a, on a workshop, for example, I go to a half-day workshop or, or whatever, and I spend, you know, th well, let's say I spend 300 bucks on that. If I just learn how to get one client from that workshop, it's going to pay for it. It's paid for it. That's what the boot camp was roughly at those stages. It was like, you know, sign up for my 10-week boot camp, which is 300 bucks. 
So if I pay someone 300 bucks to, to attend their course or their workshop, if I just learn one thing that can get me one client. Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. It's paid for itself. Now, ideally, I want to learn more than just one thing and get more than one client. And ideally, that client is going to stay for longer than just 10 weeks. Because if it's a fitness thing, I don't just, it's not 10 weeks, see you later, bye. It's like, I want this person to train with me for the rest of their life. And I want this person to bring their sister and their friend and their colleague. So one client in that, in that world, in the fitness space, is really, really powerful. Um, anyway, long story short, then I, I sort of went 75 to, to one and then I was number one the, the next year as well. And during that time, like other trainers started to ask me, they'd be like, Johnny, how are you doing it? You know, what, what marketing are you doing? What sales are you doing? What workouts are you doing? What retention are you doing? You know, um, what games are you playing? And I'd, I'd sort of give little tips here and there, but it got to a point and I was like, you know what? I can't just give someone a little tip. Like there's so much more to it. And I did all these different courses and coaching. Uh, and then along with that as well, I, I've, I always upskill. I'm, I was always doing, even when I was number one, I was still always upskilling every couple months, doing a course, doing a workshop, had a business coach, always something going on, you know? But it got to a point and I was like, hold on. When it comes specifically to boot camp, there's no, uh, um, there's no course out there or there's no, uh, like I can put something together that's better than any other course out there. There may have right. been a course that, you know, was, was sales for all fitness people, but I knew it specifically for bootcamp. You know, there might've been a, a, a course on, you know, how to come up with different workouts, but I knew it's specific for bootcamp. When it came to bootcamp, I had the perfect system. Any single question anyone had about bootcamp, I knew it in my head. And I was like, you know what? I want to put one of these courses together because I've got this knowledge. I can help people. And then also I wanted it as like um, another form of income. I was reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad at the time. And he spoke about, you know, multiple different forms of income. And at the time, I wanted it to actually be a face-to-face -face workshop because I didn't know about online. This was back in 2014. You know, no one really right. did online courses then, not in Australia anyway. So, you know, I, I sort of, I was like, all right, cool. How am I going to do this face-to-face -face course? And I was like, all right, I'm working Monday to Saturday in the, the fitness boot camp. Maybe I can run it on Sunday. But then I thought, and I was like, you know what? I'm putting a lot of effort into my fitness boot camp. Do I really want to give up my one day off to run a face-to-face -face workshop and give up my Sunday? And then I'm like, you know what? Also, what happens if I run this course and nobody comes? You know, I've put in all this effort. I'm going to have to rent out a, a facility and then no one comes. What a waste of, of money, you know, and effort. And I was like, even worse, what happens if I do this and only one person comes? At least if no one comes, I can go home and I don't have to do it. If one person <laughs> comes, I actually have to teach that class. It's, it's not really going to be worth it, you know? Um, so then I was like, all right, you know what? What about this online thing? I heard murmurs, you know, it's like, ah, it's 2014, you know, there's Facebook now. Maybe there's a, an option to do it online. And I did some, I went to my old friend Google and like the only thing I could find was like, you know, if someone created a, a full website for you. And in those days, that was like $5,000 minimum. It was like, you know, hey, pay us $5,000 and we'll create you a website and that can have a course on there. I think even more, I think I got quoted like $10,000 or something. And I was like, man, that's a steep, steep thing. And then I was just sort of forgot about it. I was, I was scrolling through Facebook uh, and then an ad came up and it said, you know, hey, download my free ebook. And I was like, ebook? What's an ebook? And then I downloaded this, this um, I don't even think it was free. I think it was, it was, you know, get this $20 ebook or something. And I was like, all right, what's an ebook? Never heard of this before. Downloaded the ebook. And I was like, hold on. This is just a Microsoft Word document saved as a PDF. <laughs> I'm like, I'm no technological uh, expert, but I know how to create a Microsoft Word document and save it as a PDF. So I was like, hold on. Maybe I can create an ebook. 
So that's how I started the online course. It was, I was like, all right, I want to create this ebook. And this ebook was huge. It was like 80 pages. It was, it was more a manual than an ebook, right? Um, but it was, it was sort of like a course. I feel if you're going to put a, a detailed written course together, you know, 80 pages is, and 80 pages isn't even that much. Like how much is an average book? At least two, 300 pages, right? right. So it was like, you know, it was, it was basically like a book or a manual or, or something like that. And I was like, okay, you know, it's just something missing. You know, it's like, especially like there's some points, especially me, I'm more a audio person than a written person. I failed English at, at high school, you know? And so like, there's some points I just can't get across, you know, I just can't, you know, explain what I'm thinking, you know, if there's some way I can get video uh, on the, on these, this ebook, that would be amazing. You know, how am I going to get video? And I went to my old friend, Google, you know, and I was like, all right, you know, how can I host videos for free? And then I realized there was this, um, this program called YouTube where you can upload unlisted videos on there for free. And the only people that can see them are people that you actually give the link to. So I was like, all right, you know, it was, I remember the, the course was four steps to a successful bootcamp. So it was, you know, an intro, a conclusion assessment, but there were four different modules in there, right? And I was like, okay, along with each module, which was, you know, 10, 15 pages, let me also just take a, a quick 10, 15 minute video, just sort of explaining what it would be. And this was like, um, I didn't even know about PowerPoint back then. So I had to try and remember my lines, you know, there are a few ums <laughs> and ahs, but yeah. And I just did it from my, my computer. Okay. Not even my phone, you know, with no microphone. It was just, I'm sitting in front of my computer, um, put, put just a, you know, just in my, my, um, my mum's my mom's house at the time, my bedroom, you know, in my mum's house at the time, I just, uh, recorded, you know, four different 15 minute videos, uploaded them to the ebook. And I was like, okay, now this is getting better. It's like, there's really good info here. You can watch the video, you can read the manual, you can do both at the same time. But I'm like, there's, there's something missing. Like, it still just looks like a Microsoft Word document, you know? And I was like, what can I do? And I tried to, you know, put borders on there and put some colors and some pictures, but I just made it look worse. You know, if you don't know how to, how to format stuff on, on Microsoft Word, you know, you, there's line breaks and it indents the wrong way. And I was like, okay, this isn't working. I went to my old friend Google and I found there was this website called Fiverr where back in those days anyway, you could get anything you want done for $5. And I was like, this is crazy. I went through there and then I, I still remember some of the stuff. There was this one thing I saw on there. There was this one guy that said he would slap himself in the face if you gave him $5. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? So I, I did it more for intrigue. I was like, oh, I'm interested. How does this thing work? So you know, I paid the, paid the guy five bucks uh, and he sent me over a video of him slapping himself. And I'm like, this guy is an idiot. What's wrong with this guy? How desperate is he? Uh, but then I, the, the joke was on me. Then I realized, hold on, this is an unlisted YouTube video. Hold on, there's 100,000 people that have watched this video. Hold on, this guy's made half a million dollars of slapping himself once. I'm like, this guy's a genius. That's, that's leverage where you do one thing once and you get paid again and again and again. I'm like, man, this guy's a genius. You know, this is what I've got to implement on my online course. You know, I put it together once, but then everyone that sells it buys the thing again, again, and again, and again. Uh, but long story short, send it to Fiverr and they, you know, put some borders on it. It didn't look amazing to be honest, but it looked, now it wasn't just a Microsoft Word document. It was a little bit better right. than that, you know? Um, so that's how I put the course together, you know, and that was a grand total of $5 I spent on production. It probably took me a few months to, to put together and I could do it so much quicker now if I was to redo it. But starting off, you don't know, right? You spend all this time putting it together. You don't know what should be in there, what shouldn't be in there. You, you're basing on what you think. But anyways, long story short, uh, put it together, had this 80 page manual. It looked okay. You know, we had really good content in there, uh, had some videos, had some written stuff, um, I was like, okay, you know, let's, let's start selling this, you know? And I, um, I got it on a website. I got it on the, the fitness Australia website. It's a website here in Australia that a lot of trainers, you know, go to and there's op, there's blogs and there's info and, and whatever, you know? And I paid, um, certain amount. Of, it was, it was pretty full. I think it was, um, so I think I was selling the course for $300 and it was about a thousand dollars a year to get the course on there. And I was like, you know what? I think that's a fair deal. You know, I think if I can just sell three of these things a year from it, it's paid for itself. You know, right. I'm pretty sure I can sell more than three a year. Uh, and even if I don't, like I'm willing to lose $1,000 on that gamble, you know? 
So anyways, you know, put it on there and um, I got an inquiry pretty much straight away. And I, I didn't even know how to sell it at that stage because all it was, uh, I think you could just put your, like all you could put on there, was, they had a list of courses, right? He's, you know, 600 different courses, you know, I don't even think I had a website. So I think it was just, I put my number in there or something, my number or my email. And then someone gave me a call. They're like, hey, you know, I'm interested in this bootcamp course. Can you tell me about it? I was like, yeah, here's what's in it, yada, yada, yada. They're like, yeah, great. I want to do it. You know, how do I sign up? And I'm like, oh, man, I got no idea how to get someone to sign up. All I had was a was a, was a ebook, you know? So I was like, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm just actually uh, in a, about to step in a meeting. Uh, can I, can I um, you know, get back to you in about an hour? They're like, yeah, yeah, no dramas. I went to my old friend Google again, you know, how to get people to, to pay. Then I realized PayPal is quite efficient at that. You know, you can get a link. Uh, you send the, over that person a link, you know, they, they make the payment, yada, yada, yada. So, you know, put together a, a PayPal link, sent it over, that person bought. I had no idea about automation at that stage. As soon as they bought, I just manually sent them over the, the manual. Uh, and then I'll never forget, I was so nervous because there was an assessment at the end of it. And I put a, a feedback form with the assessment. You know, I, if I was to do it again, like I probably wouldn't have even done, I don't even know why I did it. I think, uh, yeah, I don't even know why, but it was the best thing I ever did. And I still remember being so nervous when I got that at that uh, uh, feedback from back from the course, where I was like, "Man, is this person just going to be like, you're a ripoff? You know, <laughs> you 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 charge me three hundred bucks and you sent me a Microsoft Word document and I already knew this stuff. Like, I was so it, it took me about. I'm a confident guy, you know, but it took me about about five ten minutes of that email sitting there just to psych myself up and be like, okay, it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay." you know, the feedback could be all right, you know, and if it's bad, okay, it's bad. What can you do? Just go and fix it. Uh, opened it up and the feedback was really, really good. It was like, man, you know, this guy's thought of everything. Um, it was easy to read. The videos made it, um, made, were, were good summaries. Uh, I'm going to use all this stuff here. Really, really good course. Super impressed. Good value. I was like, whew, you know, thank God. Um, anyway, I'd get about a, a, you know, maybe a sale a month just from being on, on that website there. It's not a huge amount of volume, but it was pretty good at the time. You do that for a year, you know, what's that? $3,000, you know, I paid him a thousand dollars. You know, it wasn't bad. Those days it wasn't bad, you know, cause, it, and it was more just like, it showed that it was, it, sh it was validated. It was like, right. okay, you know, people do actually want this thing. And like the first two or three feedback forms, I was also scared. I was like, Oh, what's this person going to say? But everything was really good. You know, after about three or four months, I'd, I'd made three or four sales, you know, had three or four feedback forms, and all of them were really, really good. And that's what it got me thinking. I was like, okay, hold on. You know, I'm onto something here. Like everyone that's that's doing this course says that it's it's really, really good. You know, maybe I've got a good course. Now I just need to find a way to to actually sell it. You know, like it's not bad selling one one a month, doing doing very little, but I'm not going to get rich off that. You know, I'm barely breaking even to, and, and even if right. you put into put into the amount of time that I spent putting it together, and right, you know, yeah. and maybe some phone calls and some emails of inquiries, it's it's almost not even worth it. You know, so uh, for for the for the financial side of things, I like the impact I was having. I, it showed the validation there, um, but for like the money side of things, yeah. It, Probably wasn't worth worth the effort, but I knew that there was opportunity to to get it out there. Um, now I could sort of move move on from there, but I guess that's a that's how I I got into it. Any questions or anything you want me to cover on on that side of things, Jeremy? No, that's great. I just first of all want to congratulate you from uh, your accomplishment of being the last to the first place. <laughs> I just think that's awesome, and and really shows the value of leveling up and skilling up um, your mindset and your education, you know, that's very important. Um, and I just think that that if no one listened to the rest of this podcast episode, and just listen to the first part of what you talked about, I feel like they would have a lot of great information. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback off that for a sec as well. And I think the other reason why um, I'm doing quite well in the online course space as well, is because I actually value online courses. It's like, well, hold on, I used to suck at something, and then I got better at it. And the reason I got better was because of courses. And I think that's important for people listening as well. Like if you've never purchased an online course yourself, but then you're trying to sell someone else your online course, mm. there's a bit of incongruency there. 
I was just so congruent because it's like, hey, online courses changed my life. Let me change someone else's life. It was so congruent. Mm -hmm. And similar to, to fitness, when I used to run a fitness boot camp, I used to train on my own, right? But then I would train other people in the boot camp. And some of the objections that I would get would be like, oh, 50 bucks a week for boot camp. It's a lot of money. I'm tight on money, yada, yada, yada. It was hard for me to handle that objection because I wasn't paying any money on my fitness. But as soon as I started, um, then, then long story short, I got busy. My fitness went downhill a bit. So I'm like, I need to sign up to, to another boot camp to keep myself fit. Signed up for another boot camp, which also cost $50 per week. So when anyone gave me the price excuse, was sort of like, yeah, look, I see where you're coming from. I mean, I, I think of it a little bit differently. Uh, me, myself, I'm a personal trainer and I pay 50 bucks a week for, for, for my fitness. You know, if you're not a trainer, I'd probably pay more than that. Uh, mm-hmm. And then from there, I actually stopped doing that boot camp. The trainer left and I started doing one-on-one personal training, which cost me about $150 a week. And then making a sale for 50 bucks a week was a slam dunk because it was like, if anyone's like, oh, 50 bucks a week, it's a lot of money. Like, eh, it depends how you look at it. I actually pay triple that number personal trainer. Uh, but, and even if I didn't say those words, like it was, you could hear it in my voice. You know, it's yeah. like if I wasn't paying money and I'm trying to ask someone else to pay me money for the same thing, it's just going to come on. And not saying you can't do it, but it was just, it was so much easier for me and more congruent when I was paying someone else. More than that it was so much easier for me to sell my program for less than that. So I think that's another good tip as well. If someone's listening to this and they're struggling to sell an online course, one of the things may be like, well, hold on, have you done an online course yourself? And it doesn't necessarily have to be in the the same field, but it just helps. If you've done something online, it's going to help. Yeah, and I think even even picking hobbies or something different that you're interested in, uh, you will learn tips and tricks and ways of doing things that you might not have thought of before. So mm. I've, I've noticed that where, um, you know, I might not be into uh, maybe, maybe fitness or something, right? Maybe I've, yeah. I've never taken fitness courses, but I take a fitness course and I realize like, oh, they do, they do things a little differently in the fitness course. Maybe I can implement some of this information into the way that I do my course. 100%. That's another awesome point as well. And that's what I've found where, um, let me think how to explain this. So yeah, when, uh, and let's say in my world, now that I'm educating um, personal trainers, right? So it's good for me to stay in the fitness space and see what the other fitness educators are doing. But it's just as important for me to get out of that space completely and do something unrelated, learn Spanish, learn salsa dancing, you know, learn singing, different stuff there, and then bring it into my world. Because that way, I now look like an innovator. If I'm just doing what the other mm-hmm. fitness educators are doing, everyone's just doing the same stuff, you know? But if it's mm-hmm. um, if you're getting out there and learning off completely other industries, and then you're tweaking it to work in your industry, and you're the first person that did it like that, you're an innovator. Right. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Yeah, you you got it's hard not to get in that trap of just kind of regurgitating what everyone else is saying all the time. And it you know, you got to be creative. Mm-hmm. You got to go out there and you got to kind of come up with your own ideas and think about the ways that you would go uh about the processes. So, um that's a that's a great story, man. I just uh it's cool to hear your journey. Uh it's definitely one of the um best bootstrapping stories I've heard where you were literally figuring out the piece right before you needed to. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend doing it like that today. Now there's platforms like, you know, New Zenla where you can get a um, a free trial or, you know, there's there's like Thinkific where you can get one course up there for free as well. And it's got all that stuff. It's got the landing page. It's got the opt-in. It's got the videos. People can pay. So if you're, watch, if you're listening this, don't be like, oh, that's the way to do it. An ebook on Microsoft Word. I wouldn't do it like that today. It's just, a, I don't think these platforms existed in 2014. And then B, like, I just didn't know about them. So I'm not recommending anyone do that there in today's world. Uh, but I think that the moral of the story is don't sweat about the um, the smaller stuff there, where if your info is good and there's a way to sell it, it doesn't matter whether you're on Kajabi or Thinkific or New Zealand or whatever it may be. Hello, course creators. Are you struggling with marketing and selling your online course? If so, then head over to our free community where successful course creators are ready to help you create, market, and sell your expertise. Go to onlinecourseigniter.com forward slash community now to join. That's onlinecourseigniter.com forward slash community.
So thinking about um, anyone who's kind of starting off in their course creation journey, what would be the the strategy or how would you get someone started? Say um, they're they're working a job and they, they've heard about online courses, they're aware of the industry and they think, you know, maybe I have this skill and it could be a course and they're listening to this podcast, but they just don't really know where to start. What would be the recommendation from you? Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Yes, so my my recommendation would be, uh, in in a short sense, build your following. So, because once you've got a following, like everything else is easy, right? You can you can once you've got a following, you can do anything, and you you jump online, and people are all teaching sort of different things. You know, hey, use Facebook ads. Hey, sell a high ticket coaching program. Hey, use YouTube, you know, hey, do it organically and yeah, all good strategies. But what helps is if you've got that audience, like everything else is easier. Now, and I'll, I'll go back a few steps. The Well, actually, we'll go from the very first step. The very first step is what, what I would do is I would just join different Facebook groups um, in the sort of niche that you're looking to teach. And you probably won't even know the exact niche to start with right? Because it might change, it might be a variation of it, but just join a few different Facebook groups and just get involved in the conversations there. The good Facebook groups will have people asking questions, just go in there and then, you know, see what the questions are and just just help people out. If you know the answer to it, write the answer, you know, and just go in there and, and network. From there, it'll probably narrow it down because you'll be like, all right, hold on. People are, it'll be one of two things. It'll either be like, okay, people are asking, the questions that people are, are asking I don't know how to answer these questions. You know, maybe this isn't the, the niche for me or maybe it's it's not what I should be doing. Or there may be like the specific type of question that you're like, man, whenever anyone knows this question, I can answer that question and that person loves it. And, you know, then I get five, 10 people liking my comment. Then you're on to something. So that would be my my very first start point. Before you, you know, sign up for Teachable or Thinkific or New Zenla, or before you start a Facebook group or, or before you, you build your email list, I would just join different Facebook groups and just just interact in, in different Facebook groups until you, you get a clearer picture. That would be my my step one. And it might not sound sexy because people are like, oh, I want to launch next week. And, you know, what do I get? Kajabi. And then what do I use for my email platform? But yeah, I think a little bit different. I would just interact in, in Facebook groups and not even with the, the idea of selling something of a hard sell at this stage here. It's more just literally like, hey, let me see what's going on. Let me see what, what's happening in, in the industry. And if I relate it back, back to myself, I did a little bit differently when I started. But the way I was sort of to able to do that is I just attended a whole heap of different courses. Because in those days, a lot of the ones I attended were, were um, face-to-face ones, right? So it was like just by attending all these different workshops, I already had like a decent network. By the time I, I launched my course, I already had 100, 200 of my ideal avatar that I was already friends with on, on Facebook. I could just invite them into, I could start up a Facebook group with 200 people that I was already friends with and already knew me. It was just way easier to start with, you know? And then I also knew because when I would go to these these um, workshops, I'd talk to people. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, I need help with this. I need help with that. You know, I had all that all that validation, all that research. I'd sort of been doing subconsciously for, for two years, you know? Now, once again, I may not have been the fastest way to do it. If I was to do it again, I would just interact in, in Facebook groups for two months and I could probably get that same amount of um, information and, and connections and networking and friends from from doing it that way. So that would be my first bit of advice. Okay, awesome. So let's say that you know someone interacts and, and they network and they get an idea for a course. Um, what is your strategy for 
um, helping someone uh, create an online course, do you have a launch strategy? Do you do uh, like a beta program, which is kind of popular right now? Um, how would you take someone who has got some market research, they've been growing a little bit of an audience and a following, and they're ready to get that information out there? What would be the process that you would take them through? Gotcha. So I teach a little bit different to what everyone else uh, teaches out there, where I think a lot of it is a numbers game. The bigger you have your list, you know, the more successful your launch is going to be. There's obviously other factors at play, but so much of it uh, comes down to your your audience, right? So what I actually teach and recommend is actually to start off with a membership site. So instead of doing a, a, a big course launch, what I recommend starting with is, yeah, a membership site or a membership program or, or something like that. It's something low ticket as well. It's, it's um, something around the $20 to $100 per month, cancel any time. Okay, that's, that's the program there. And if you're thinking, okay, hold on, but don't I, like, why would I, you know, sell something for that, that small or, you know, I've put all this work together and I'm just selling it for 50 bucks or something. Well, here's the thing. I don't recommend putting any work together for your membership site. This is where I guess it's similar to a lot of um, the, what the experts are teaching. So my definition of a membership site is you sell absolutely nothing to start with. Your membership site is going to be something like, hey, it's a, a weekly call, weekly coaching call with me. You know, we meet at 8 a.m. every morning. Uh, I cover a different topic every week. If you attend live, great. You attend live. You can ask questions. If not, totally cool. I upload the replay to Newsendler or, or whatever it is, and you can watch the replay in your own time. Now, there's a few advantages of, of doing it that way there. Firstly, you you don't have to have anything to get started. That's the biggest one there because the the biggest thing well, the biggest um, stress point that I see a lot of course creators make is they'll create a course. They'll spend like six months to a year creating it. They'll try and launch it and then no one buys it, all right? With this strategy here, there's none of that going on because you are you don't, you haven't done any work. All you're selling, all you need is a sales page which says, hey, here's my membership site or my membership program. We meet at this date here every week, um, cover a different topic, click here to buy it, okay? So you don't need to do any work at all. And then you have it running passively in the background. So what I mean by that is you should have, oh, actually, sorry, I should go back a step. Before you have the membership site, a mini course is the most important thing or, or a lead magnet, okay? So I recommend the first course you, you create should be a mini course. So before you do, before, and a few reasons why. Firstly, once you've created a mini course, you'll see that it's not that hard. You'll be like, oh, that was it. You know, I did it in an hour or, or two hours, you know, like, now I'm a course creator. You know what? This stuff isn't that hard. So it, it helps with your identity now that you're a course creator. It helps show you that it's not that hard. It helps get you, uh, get your head around the tech sort of things. Uh, and then it's a, it's a whole nother topic, how to create the perfect lead magnet. But we, we probably won't cover that today. But now just know it's got to be a good lead magnet. And that comes down to, actually, no, we'll touch on it there as well. So what a lot of people do with their lead magnet is they'll just come up with something. Hey, here's the 10 tips to gratefulness or, or something like that, you know? Now, the better way I find to come up with the perfect lead magnet is to go in different Facebook groups that allow promotions. There's always going to be groups that allow you to promote and you test your different lead magnet in there before you've created it. So you could go into a Facebook group and you're like, hey guys, you know, um, I've just created some free training on this topic here, you know? Who Comment below if you're interested and I'll send it over. Now, if you post that and you get one or two people comment, it's probably not the perfect lead magnet, right? You might just take something quick and, and send it over to them. But if you test something different every single week, sooner or later, you're going to hit gold. And there's going to be one thing where there's like 20, 30, 40, 100 people commenting on it. That's your lead magnet. You know, you've got it hot, right? Once you've got that perfect lead magnet, then you're in the game because you know you can put it on your social medias, you can promote it in other groups, you can run ads to it, you can, you know, mention it at the end of your talks when you're on podcasts or whatever. You know, you're in the game once you've got that perfect lead magnet. Now, the follow-up from that is the perfect lead magnet is just to start, right? That's just to get someone's email address. Now, I'm not a fan of just building your email list and then waiting to launch. What I recommend is build that email list. As soon as you've got that person's email, they go into your funnel and you send three or four different emails over the next week or so, basically selling that membership site for let's just call it 
50 bucks a month, cancel any time. And let's say you've got an option where they can get their first month for $1, okay? The reason I recommend that strategy there is a few things. Number one, at that price, you can actually sell it straight away off an email without anyone knowing about you. If you're trying to sell a course for 500, 1,000 bucks off the first email someone gets when they've never heard about you, it's going to be a hard job. Different story if you're running webinars, you're doing sales calls, um, you know, they're already on your list. Okay, then you can sell that sort of stuff there. But once they've heard about you, like the, when they first hear about you, it's going to be very hard to, to sell a lot of money. But if it's like, hey, it's 50 bucks a month, cancel any time, click here to get your first month for a dollar, there's no better investment for them. So you can make mm -hmm. a sale off the front end there. And the fact that it's membership works, because most people stay for at least six months, if not longer, let's just say they stay for six months at, at 50 bucks a month, like there's already a $300 sale there. But if you tried to sell the 300 thing up the start, it would be quite hard. But if it's a membership site like that, okay, great. You know, it's still that sale. You can still sell to these people in the membership site because they're not getting any of your courses, right? They're just basically getting the, the, the weekly call and then the replay of that as well. And these people will probably be your, your hotter clients. But the biggest advantage, so, so one advantage is you're getting paid to build your list. So anyone that tells you to launch would tell you to build your list anyway, right? But if you do it this way, you're actually getting paid to build your list. And let's say someone's telling you to launch. They're like, hey, you know, build your list for, I don't know, three months uh, and then warm the list up. And then, you know, you sell at the end of it. Great. You can still do that with this strategy. But the difference is three months down the track, you might have 20 members that are already paying you, you know, 50 bucks a month, you've already got a thousand bucks a month coming in before you've even launched. So that's one reason to do it. But the other uh, reason I like doing it like that as well is you just get really good market research and you get good at teaching as well. Because what you're doing in those weekly calls is you're essentially teaching your course or doing like a practice run of, of teaching your course, which once again, anyone that teaches you to launch will probably tell you to do something similar as well. You know, sell it first uh, and then deliver it as you go. You're still going to do this when it's time to, to launch your big course. But the difference is you've already had like, you've already had a practice go of it. You've already had three months of, of practicing right. it. So when you actually launch it, it's actually the second time around you're doing it and you're going to be a hundred times better. So that's what, and, and in terms of like time investment, like an hour a week, you can't get any more leverage than that. You know, unless you're doing zero and that's, that's another story. Once your course is automated, great, you can do it. But even with this, even with, even if you did that for 12 weeks, you may throw in one automated course. It might, it might not be your main signature course, but you may throw in some mini courses in there and they could be your upsells for $50 or $7 or $97 or, or whatever it may be. So that's, um, that's my recommended strategy. Okay. Very awesome. And this is kind of a side question. I know it doesn't matter too much, but if someone heard this and was like, yes, this is great. I want to get started. What are you using to process payments for uh, recurring memberships? Uh, New Zenla. So I just use everything okay. on New Zenla with that business. So I've got two businesses, right? I've got the fitness education online. I've got the course creator community. Either way, I just sell directly off the platform that I'm using. So with fitness education online, I use Teachable. And they use, I think on Teachable, you can pay with Stripe or PayPal, but I'm not sure. Um, and then New Zenla, uh, I use that. New Zenla does have to be Stripe, linked with Stripe. What happens sometimes is for whatever, I think there's certain countries that don't allow Stripe or I don't know, whatever it is. But if that's the case, I've also got like a backup PayPal link. And if someone's like, hey, John, I want to sign up for your membership, but you know, I, whatever, I cannot use PayPal, I just manually send them over that link. I'm like, great, here you go. Here's a link on PayPal. It's, you know, 40 bucks a month, cancel any time. And then I just manually add them there. But it's like 90% awesome. of it, they just, they just sign straight up off if I'm using Teachable or New Zenla. Cool. Yeah, that's that's a really great strategy. I like that a lot because, like you said, it's a it's a low barrier to entry. It allows you to, um, you know, build an audience, also get paid while building that audience. And it also seems like a great way to, um, create new content where if you wanted to yeah. build up that content over time, you could sell that into a bigger package or you could upgrade the cost of the, the course if you wanted to, because it seems like over those weeks, you're going to be creating new content, adding more content to the membership area. And that's just going to keep growing. That's it. And there's, there's a few things with that as well. It's, it sort of forces you to create content, which is a good thing. You know, a like 
by the end of that 12 weeks, you've now got a course or a mini course or, and it just also give even a podcast. Like it can be, if you're, if someone's watching this and they're like, oh, but I don't even know what I'm going to sell yet. What I often do, a couple of things that I do, I like to sell off webinar as well, right? So if I'm going to run a webinar, I just run it during that weekly time. And I just let everyone come. My members don't care. It's it's 40 bucks a month canceling time. It's good because I, I sell at the end of that webinar, right? But like for my members, it's still good content. Like they're getting awesome value. So if I'm now going to run a webinar and sell something like, and it helps having people in a webinar, you know, you run a webinar and there's two people in there. It looks crap, you know, but if you're already running these weekly calls and you've got 10 people in there that are members, and then you get 10 new people coming in that you're going to sell something. Those 10 new people don't know these 10 people are your members. You're like, oh, 20 people, there's a few people in here. This guy must know a thing or two. Mm. You know, this guy must be good. So there's there's that side there. But also podcasts. You know, the amount of times I do, um, I try and book all my podcasts at that at the time when I do the weekly call. So that way it's zero work on my behalf. I bring an expert on and it's a win-win-win because it's better for the expert. Like let, let's use you as an example, Jeremy. I could say, hey, come on a podcast and it's me and you here. You don't know if anyone's ever going to see that podcast, right? When I live and how many downloads I have or whatever. But if I said, hey, you know, come to this podcast, I've also got, you know, 10 people that, that are going to be there. They're my members. Like you wouldn't care if if, um, if I had 10 people in there, would you? We're doing a podcast and they can ask you questions during it. And at the end of it, it'd probably be a, it'd probably be a better experience for you, right? Right. You know, you could, you could, you could, like, you could answer the questions live. You can tell people, hey, I've got this podcast. Go and join it now. Like, it'd probably be a better experience. Uh, and then if you're listening to this and being like, well, hold on, why would someone join your VIP membership just to listen to a podcast that they can get free anyway? Well, firstly, they're getting access to it now, right? Like, I think this podcast, we probably recorded it a month ago now, right, Jeremy? So it's like, you know, if it was a, a right. VIP thing, <laughs> like, you know, the, the VIPs are getting access now. And then, you know, the freebies get it in a month's time great. If these VIPs are smart, they've already had a month to implement everything they've learned, you know, and, and, um, and do that there. But also you can cut the podcast at say 45 minutes and say, right, you know, you guys have exclusive access to Jeremy for 15 minutes. You know, he's made millions of dollars online or a million dollars online, you know, ask him any questions that he wants there. So it's more valuable for the VIPs because they actually get the, the Q and A as well. So it's just, it's just a time that's forcing you to create content and you can get as creative as you want in that time, whether it's you creating a mini course, whether it's you doing Q&A, whether it's you need a new lead magnet, you record your lead magnet there. It's just it's just your time that you can do the stuff that you need to do anyway, uh, but it's better because there's people in there. You, you can't put it off and then you can make sure that it's appropriate. And yeah, there's just so many different uh, wins. Of, of Another way to look at it is you should be spending an hour a week doing this sort of stuff anyway. Why not get paid for it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Well, John, oh man, this is some great information. And I know we're coming up on the time here, which is sad because I feel like I could uh, ask you questions for hours. But um, just, you know, looking forward at, at where your business has come from those early days uh, where you were dead last and then you started uh, changing your mindset, growing as a person and and getting into this online course business. I know, I know you personally now, you've become very successful in the space, both in, in the fitness and the course creation space. Where do you see um, your business going forward? What What is it that you would like to accomplish in, say, the next five years? Or where would you like to take these businesses going forward? Yes, good question. So I feel like um, I like what I've done in the, the fitness space, the fitness industry. So here in Australia, I'm, I'm actually the, the educator of the year. So I've been awarded the, the best um, fitness educator in Australia, yeah, which is, oh, is pretty cool for me. You know, it's the, the best in a continent, right? To dominate a continent is, is pretty cool. I know there's only one country, one country in the continent, but it sounds better if I say, you know, dominated a, a continent. So that's really good. And I also run the largest Facebook group uh, in the world for fitness professionals. There's 15,000 fitness professionals in there. So I feel like, and I, it's just like the business runs itself now. Well, it actually doesn't run itself. I've got staff that run it. I shouldn't say that, but I've got a, you know, I've got a team that runs it. I've got some automation. There's about a million dollars a year without me having to be there. Now I'm pretty happy with that. And I don't really want to go much deeper in, in that space. I'm going to have to obviously go a little bit deeper because if you're not growing, you're dying, right? If I just do the mm -hmm. same thing I'm doing now in a couple of years time, that business will be broke. So I need to still put some effort in there. But now my passion is more around helping other course creators because I, I feel it's a bigger message for me. Like if I'm, if I'm helping 
fitness professionals grow their fitness business, like I can only, or grow their fitness boot camp, I can only help them so much because I only went so far in that space. You know, I, it was pretty good. I managed my my, um, my my hook over there is I can teach you how to make six figures a year working sixty minutes a day. Right now, that's pretty good. People are pretty happy with that. But I know I've got a bigger skill set because I'm making a million dollars a year with my online courses. I feel I'm selling myself short if I'm not teaching other people how to do that. If I'm just teaching people how to make six figures working 60 minutes a day, hey, I can teach you how to make a million dollars, you know, working just from your computer all day. So I want to focus more there. uh, And I want to do something similar, like what I've done in the fitness space, where it's the largest Facebook group in the world for fitness professionals. I'm the, you know, Fitness Australia Educator of the Year. I want to bring that across somewhere in the course creator community space. I don't know exactly where I'm going to sit in that space because a lot of people doing similar stuff, right? But I know that I want to have the largest, if not one of the largest communities in the world, so not just Australia, uh, one of the largest in the world for for course creators. And then um, also like not so much the recognition, but something, uh, maybe it is the recognition, something that's sort of like over in the fitness world where it's like, hey, you know, if you want to do some some online courses to educate yourself as a personal trainer, go to fitness education online. I want to sort of be known as that, you know, hey, I want to sell more courses. Great. I'm going to go to this course creator community website and, and you know, get these courses because I know they're good. So something about building the biggest community in the world in the space, but then also something about, um, and I guess a little bit of money as well. You know, I think the money would be nice if it's like, great, I'm making a million over here and then also a million over here. That would be pretty cool. But more <laughs> the, the, I feel if I, if I have that community and I provide a good service where I'm known as the go-to in, in this space, you know, speaking at social media world and digital marketer and, you know, podcasts and that sort of thing there, that's sort of where I want to go. Nice. That's awesome. Well, I would love to support you any way that I can. And so for anyone who is listening to this podcast right now, where would be the best place for them to go find out more about you and your business? Yes. So the best place is definitely my Facebook group. Just go to Facebook and type in the course creator community. Hope you can understand my Australian accent. We don't pronounce the word, (laughs) the letter R in Australia. You know, it's like, um, it's funny in, in, in when I was speaking to Americans, they're like, oh, what's that city in Australia? I'm like, Perth, Melbourne. They're like, Melbourne? What the hell is Melbourne? It's Melbourne. <laughs> it's Perth, you know? We don't say the R. So whenever I say course creator community, you know, a lot of Americans are like, the what? <laughs> so they, they think cause. Like, what's your cause? I'm like, I don't know, cause. cause. What's your they're, cause? Like, they're like, yeah, what's, your, what's your cause? They think it's like a charity, like a cause, you know? I'm like, I don't know, a cause. <laughs> so the, the cause creator community. Uh, I think there's a few of them named similar on, on Facebook, but join all of them. They're all good groups anyway. But, you know, um, make sure you specifically join mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yours, yours is amazing. And uh, John is very active in the group, always doing Facebook lives and uh, just giving a bunch of tips and, and help. And uh, it's a great community. So head over to the course creator community. <laughs> well and uh, John, you are amazing, man. Thank you for coming on the podcast today. I just wish you the best success going uh, forward in the future. And I hope you uh, get all of those uh, dreams and aspirations that you're looking for. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for more free resources on how to sell more of your online courses.